We do not inherit the earth from our ancestors. We borrow it from our children. Native American proverb. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Earth Body Podcast, where spirituality, wellness, and environmentalism meet. And I'm going to be talking about all of those today in accordance with my decision on adopting a whole foods plant-based diet. So this has been all over social media, at least in my bubble lately, and I've been seeing it on the news and in different venues, and I really thought it was worth talking about because a lot of people are curious about having a whole foods plant-based diet. So what is a whole foods plant-based diet? Well, it's exactly what it sounds like, whole foods. So when you think about whole foods, you might think about the store, but you also might think about whole foods. So what does a whole food look like? Not a piece of cereal, not a candy bar. That's not a whole complete food. A whole food is more like a carrot or an apple or a head of lettuce. These things are whole. They are as close to their natural state as they can be coming out of the ground. So looking at that, you really want to observe that a whole food is a complete food, a food that has not been processed, a food that has not been packaged and sent halfway around the world, a food that can really provide us with all of the vital nutrients that we need. So that's the whole part. And now moving on to the plant-based part. Plant-based is also kind of self-explanatory, but I will talk about it. Being plant-based means that your diet is based around plants. In the standard American diet, or the unfortunately (laughs) acronymed SAD diet, a lot of people's meals and diet in general is based around animal products, meaning butter, eggs, cheese, different kinds of meat, poultry, all that. And that tends to be the basis of each meal. I've been talked to friends, I've talked to other people who have adopted a plant-based diet. And prior to that, because of how they were raised, because of the way that they, the only way they knew how to eat, most of their food was meat-based or was animal-based. So each meal would have some kind of animal component in it. And I did too. I ate eggs all the time growing up. I was a huge fan of chicken, fried chicken, especially when I was living in the South. And I really didn't know otherwise. I didn't know how you could get so creative with vegetables. I had no idea until I really started working at my college garden and having all of this free, fresh produce and not really knowing what to do with it, but then quickly figuring out that I could have a delicious meal easily without incorporating any animal products. So my decision to move from having zero dietary restrictions, would literally eat anything and everything, to being vegan, to now identifying my diet as plant-based was through a series of different realizations and events. And the reasons I chose to adopt this diet and lifestyle is pretty encompassing, I think, of why many people do it. They usually choose an individual reason, but mine was compounded into many different reasons. So going from eating 
literally just about anything, fish, dairy, eggs, meat. I loved bacon, loved chicken, was never a huge red meat person, but would eat just about anything else. To eating only fresh fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds was a big jump. That being said, I don't always 100% of the time eat whole foods. I would love to get to that place eventually, but we are all at different spots on our journey and we have to take our time with it. So like I had said before, my realization around being able to have a whole meal with nothing but vegetables and legumes and grains, so like rice and beans and kale and onions and garlic and maybe some other veggies was not the end of my meat eating career. I started to do this and my body felt so good when I was doing this more often. But that at that point still hadn't stopped me from getting rid of animal products in my diet. It happened when I was in my environmental core. I was doing AmeriCorps in Knoxville, Tennessee. And through just eating, you know, and observing what happened with my body, I realized that I had known this for a while, but I really realized that me and dairy do not get along. (laughs) I don't know if this is TMI, but dairy for many people and myself causes a lot of bloating, a lot of gas, and a lot of digestive distress because it can be incredibly inflammatory. Our bodies are really not made to efficiently break down dairy. Some people can do it very well. Some people have very strong digestive systems. Personally, I do not. So it really started with me cutting out dairy for health reasons. I just thought, you know, maybe I can not have butter, just use coconut oil. Maybe I can have almond milk ice cream instead of regular ice cream. And slowly that was integrated into my life. That that actually happened pretty quickly. I just knew that it wasn't for me and I was able to give it up. Yes, cheese was very difficult. I definitely held on to goat cheese for a while because I just wasn't ready to let it all go. And that's what I hear very frequently of people, you know, oh, I could never be vegan or I could never, I could never give up cheese, but you can. (laughs) And it's also important to know that cheese is actually very addictive There's a property in it that acts like morphine in our brain. So when we try to give it up, there can be withdrawal. You know, if you are eating it all the time, I ate it so much growing up as a kid. I always had cheese in the house. It was always a thing for my family. And not having it was definitely a different experience. And having to be conscious around that and what I was eating going out was also very interesting. So soon after I decided to stop eating dairy, which I instantly started to lose weight once I cut that out of my diet because the inflammation in my body went down, I was consuming less calories because dairy is very high in calories, I mean, depending on what you're eating, but my I started to feel better. And at just about the same time, I had decided to become a vegetarian. And it was actually kind of funny for me because throughout college, many people assumed that I was a vegetarian. And it kind of pissed me off sometimes because I'd be sitting there eating chicken or eating some kind of animal product or whatever. And people would ask me, aren't you vegetarian? Like, no, clearly I'm not. (laughs) 
But people assumed that because I was this, I am this earth-loving mama hippie girl and that made sense to people, you know, you don't need animals if you're if you're an environmentalist. And that really clicked for me a couple years after college or the year after college. I once I cut out dairy, I was like, hmm, maybe I'll maybe I'll just try being vegetarian. And I did that and it was very easy because one, I was on food stamps and eating meat is pretty expensive. I mean, if you're if you're getting good quality meat, it's not cheap. So I was able to save money and still eat a ton. You know, I was able to eat really whatever I wanted. I just wasn't eating meat. So I was saving money by being a vegetarian because I wasn't spending money on meat. You know, even when you go out, meat dishes are usually more expensive. So that also helped. I was saving my wallet a little bit as well as my body. So at that point, I was a vegetarian that wasn't eating dairy. So I was basically vegan, except I was still eating eggs. So I was what you would call an ovo vegetarian. So still eating eggs, but not really eating any other animal products. And then it kind of just clicked for me that why don't I just try not eating eggs either? Just really try this plant-based thing. But what really shifted for me was the environmental aspect of it. So what I was saying before, the different reasons that people go plant-based, many people go plant-based because it's recommended to them. It's a very heart-healthy diet. There's no cholesterol when you're eating a plant-based diet, unless you're eating meat, of course, but plants, no plants have cholesterol. Animals produce cholesterol, and that's what we consume, and that's what clogs up our arteries and all that not-so-great stuff. So as I was doing all of this environmental work, specifically I was actually working on a farm, a community farm that grew thousands of pounds of produce for uh, hunger relief organizations in the area. I was watching a movie one night with my friends, and if you've ever heard of it, or if you haven't, it's called Cowspiracy, and it's all about animal agriculture and how it affects the environment. And this was a huge realization for me and I I knew about this before but it really hadn't hit me like this documentary had hit me and what really affected me was that I don't I don't remember if it was the man who made the documentary or if it was one of the people that he featured in it but it was said that you can't call yourself an environmentalist and eat animal products because of the incredible negative effect that animal agriculture has on the environment. I mean, animal agriculture is worse than all the cars. It's worse than so many things that we are individually and collectively doing to the environment. And it's also something that we have control over in terms of where we put our money into what industry. And that that really hit me like a ton of bricks because I realized that I had been being a hypocrite for a long time. I was advocating for the earth while supporting an industry that was destroying it. So for me, it was a health issue or health concern at first, and then it became my ethics and environmentalism that really caused me to shift to a plant-based diet. And this is what I really wanted to share because of 
where right now where I am in the world, I guess everywhere it is, um, it's Earth Day, or it was Earth Day yesterday, and people are doing all these different sustainability efforts, doing cleanups, X, Y, and Z, and it's a really beautiful thing, but recognizing Earth Day on one day of the year when we're living on this planet 365 days of the year is a little crazy because we can do something every single day to help protect our, our mama, our mother earth. And that is choosing what we put into our bodies. And it's really crucial and it's really amazing too what has happened in the past two years. I've been plant-based slash vegan for about two and a half years now. And it blows my mind what has happened in that community and in the world around it. I mean, in the UK, there has this past year, they had Veganuary, which was people, you know, starting their New Year's resolutions as not eating any animal products or trying to be vegan for the month of January. Like that was a huge thing. It was all over the news. And left and right, I'm seeing more people on social media, you know, advertising and sharing their plant-based meals and recipes and ideas and things like that. And it seems to be this collective awakening that people are having. And like I said before, many, many people are doing it for their health. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people die every year from heart disease, which is correlated to their diet and what they're consuming. Their arteries are clogged with cholesterol because of these meat-based diets. And doctors, some doctors, more holistic doctors are prescribing plant-based diets because there has been so much research and great results from people switching over to these diets and reversing diabetes and losing a ton of weight and being able to maintain it and reducing their bad cholesterol. And it's just undeniable how this diet can can help our our bodies and our minds because we're also not contributing to the horrible treatment of animals. I mean, that's a whole other aspect of it is animal welfare. That I think that that ties pretty closely into the environment. I mean, it's all connected, which is why I have created this podcast because spirituality, wellness, and in the environment, I mean, spirituality, if you talk about the energetics of food, which may be new to a lot of people, but if you think about for a second how your food is grown or how your food is created, how your food is handled, all these things, there's all this energy goes into it. So if you think about how lettuce is harvested or if you think about how carrots are harvested, you know, they're pulled out of the ground, there's not much pain or suffering involved and they experience the environment around them and then we get to take that in whatever qualities that vegetable has we get to have and if you think about meat and animals and especially the industrial agriculture i just want to say that i i have a lot more respect and understanding for small scale sustainable operations i mean if people are going to eat chicken, I believe that they should have to kill it first. They have to do it with their hands and realize what they're doing, the life they're taking, and and honor that. 
because it is a big deal. I mean, I shared the Native American proverb in the beginning because the natives, you know, they used every part of the animal. There was ritual when an animal was killed and it was it was respected and honored. And we just don't do that. We don't understand. People don't have this understanding about where their food come from, comes from and how much pain and suffering maybe that creature was in. And we actually internalize that to a degree when we consume it. I remember when I had this realization that, wow, like people are frantic and crazy and scared a lot of the time because they're consuming frantic and traumatized and scared animals all the time. Like, think about that. You know, like how there's no, there's not much of a disconnect. We have to realize how connected everything is and that we can choose how our connection is. And I mean by that is we can choose to not consume that fear. We can choose to not consume that trauma. We can choose to consume things that were made nearby and that were produced by the hands of people that we know and that didn't involve pain and suffering. More and more documentaries are coming out about the horrors of animal agriculture and what it's doing to the animals and what it's also doing to the environment. For those of you who don't know, there are these places called CFOs or concentrated feeding operations and they're all over the world. There's plenty of them in the U.S. but what they are is there are these desolated areas, desolate areas, where there are thousands of animals and they're purely there to be fattened up and slaughtered. And what they create is incredible amounts of waste. The environment around them is toxic because of all that waste. And it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that so much of the grain and so much of the, the grains that we're growing in the U.S. and around the world are to feed animals that feed us. We're using so many resources, water, land to feed animals that are just going to die and feed us. So I could get into that more, but I just wanted to really recognize the environmental aspect here. Many people go vegan or vegetarian or plant-based because of the environment. I think recently it has become more of a fad because it is, and I think it's one of the best fads out there that is not going to go away simply because once people become more plant-based you realize the health benefits i mean they're incredible for me dairy especially would make me break out so when i started eliminating that my skin got so much clearer i had more energy i wasn't as lethargic i didn't feel so heavy and many people are realizing this growing up having eaten a very meat-heavy diet, eating a plant-based diet, your body's like, wow, this is great. There's so much less inflammation. I have more energy. My digestion is better. My skin feels clearer. It's something that you can't really just go back to, I think. I mean, some people I'm sure do. And there's also degrees of it. I mean, people, it. I don't, both me and my partner have talked about this, but it seems slightly unrealistic now that everyone is just going to switch to a vegan or vegetarian diet. 
but cutting out some of the meat, you know, places have meatless Mondays and being able to have meals or days where there are no animal products, that makes a huge, huge difference. It's one of those things that you have to really see the bigger picture when you're doing it because you can come to that point where it's like, oh, I'm not really making a difference. Like eating this bacon, egg, and cheese is not going to change the world. But in reality, every dollar you spend, every penny you spend is supporting some industry. It's going to some higher up that is continuously creating something that is hurting or helping our planet. And another thing I wanted to touch on really quick is because a lot of my decision to to go plant-based was for health, some people who do go plant-based still aren't healthy. Granted, they're probably healthier than someone eating a very meat-heavy diet. They're, it's very, very easy to be a unhealthy vegan or vegetarian. A lot of people don't know how to do it in a healthy way. They go for all these different alternatives and junk food. I mean, Oreos and Coca-Cola are vegan, so... <laughs> You can easily eat a crappy diet, but still be plant-based. So that's where the whole foods come in, is not using all of those processed foods. That being said, I myself definitely have tofu. Um, I've used and tried some Beyond Meat products, which are really great products, especially for people who are transitioning from having a meat-heavy diet to having a plant-based diet. They very closely mimic some of people's favorite foods. I mean, burgers, chicken strips, all these things. And no, they're not necessarily the healthiest out there. But if you can choose that one day over... If you can have a barbecue with plant-based, you know, wheat gluten hot dogs, which aren't... I mean, I can't really eat those because my stomach will get super angry at me. But if you can have veggie burgers instead of meat, you know, that's one less piece of a cow that you're taking out of the line, you know, that that isn't being purchased. And it really does make a difference. I just want to stress that because I know so many people in my generation and older generations, it's very hard to conceptualize that you on your own can make a difference. Every second of every day, you have the choice about what you're putting into your mouth. And if we can't control anything else in this world, We can control that. So I hope that this podcast has shed some light on why people transition to a plant-based diet, what exactly a whole foods plant-based diet is, and maybe why you might want to try experimenting with it if you haven't already. There are so many health benefits, like I said before, clearer skin, more energy, less inflammation in the body, which means less pain. I mean, chronic disease is such a huge thing in the world right now. And so much of it is caused by inflammation, which is caused by what we're eating. And it's also caused by stress, but namely what we're putting into our bodies causes the inflammation within our bodies. So if you want, if you have had chronic disease or have suffered from something that is digestive based, I would highly recommend trying out a whole foods plant-based diet. And right now there are so many different resources out there to do this. Um, There's a great book called The Earth Diet by Leanna Warner Gray, and it's all about eating whole foods and plant-based. And she was actually able to, I think, cure her cancer with it and to become this healthy, beautiful, vibrant person. And 
I really think that it can help so, so, so many people. And then when you bring the environmental aspect of it in, it becomes something so much larger than yourself. It really puts you in this community of people that are doing something that's not only for them, but for their families, for their children, for their future, for the future of this planet. I mean, it becomes this really grand gesture to Mother Earth and to nature to not be harming or consuming other creatures on the Earth. And I just wanted to share that and to express my gratitude to everyone who has been a part of this revolution. It's really such a beautiful thing. On a side note, um, about a week ago, I spoke at this restaurant near me. They had this monthly vegan night, which is one of the coolest things in the world, I think, that they they have vegan uh, dishes on their menu, but they also have this vegan night that is exclusively a five-course vegan meal. I actually had the pleasure of creating the menu with the chef and made it totally a healing meal. Um, I'll get into that when I talk about gut health in another podcast. But it was so much fun and it was really so beautiful to see this restaurant packed with people who were there because it was vegan night, because this whole menu is plant-based. And they, you know, they paid a lot of money to have this delicious food. And it's one more thing that I want to touch on before I wrap it up is that having a whole foods plant-based diet can be very difficult, especially if you eat out frequently. More and more places are adopting vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, nut-free, everything free options, which is a really, really beautiful thing. Personally, around me, I know there's different parts of the country where vegan and vegetarian food is extremely accessible, and there are also places where it is not extremely accessible. Not accessible at all, actually. I've been to certain parts of the country where I couldn't get anything. I had to, you know, really improvise in terms of what I was eating. So it's it's happening and it's happening slowly, but it's happening also at a rapid pace and it's accelerating in certain areas of the world and the benefits are being seen more and more and more and it's becoming such a beautiful whole foods plant-based revolution. People are really getting back to the roots and starting to move away from these highly processed foods that many of us, including myself, have grown up with. So again, I hope I was able to shed some light and share some of my knowledge with you. I would love to hear any feedback, anyone's stories or experiences with having a whole foods plant-based diet. If you have any suggestions, any stories, any recipes, I have many recipes on my website, mayacarlcoach.com. I also share different recipes and benefits of eating a whole foods plant-based diet on my Instagram, which is, uh, my handle is at gentle underscore health underscore journey. I would encourage you to check them out and let me know what you think. If you would like to see more of something, please let me know. I am always open to feedback. I want to know what you want to learn and see because I have all this knowledge up in my head and I just need to direct it. I hope everyone had a fantastic Earth Day, is enjoying 
life and love and learning more here about spirituality, wellness, and the environment and how it is all connected because that is ultimately my mission on this earth is to reconnect people to the earth through food. And it's it's been pretty awesome learning and, and teaching this. So thank you all so much for joining me, for tuning in. Please, if you like this podcast, share it, like it, show it to someone who may be interested in experiencing a whole foods plant-based diet. Also, as I've said in the past, but I will repeat again, that I am a holistic health coach. And if this is one of your goals to lose weight, to gain energy, to have a clearer skin, to feel healthier, to be more sustainable... I am here to help you reach, maintain, and exceed those goals. So please feel free to contact me via my website, like I said before, mayacarlcoach.com, or via email, maya.h.carl at gmail.com. It'll all be in the show notes. So thank you again for tuning in. So much love and gratitude. Do something nice for the earth today. Do something nice for yourself. Feed yourself in a way that is going to nourish and love on your body. Thank you. Have a great day, night, evening, morning, year, life.